Austin Powers. Thank you, Your Majesty. Your father must be very proud of you. Oh, yeah. Come on, Dad, stand up and take a bow. So what you trying to do, nigga? One all the strippers saying. or something, you need a quick 20, 25 minutes, it's your boy King Known Uncensored, New Music Fridays was okay, I guess, okay, I guess, it's the correct terminology, I guess, but we gonna fill that in with some Summer League talk, and Jason, aka The Game, stands us up once again for Drillmatic, first it was what? Um, June. I think it was either May or June, right? Then it was fucking um, July 1st. Then it was July 8th. Now we don't know. At least Joey Badass announced his new date, which was July 22nd. I truly do believe that he's coming out that day. I'm excited for 2000 as a sequel to 1999. 1999 is a classic mixtape, by the way. But, um, yeah, man, disappointed, man, that we didn't get to hear the new Drillmatic album. The Nets need to humble themselves because I've been seeing some of their offers and their demands for KD, and I keep trying to tell these niggas, you are not going to get a young player or or two young players and multiple picks for this 34-year-old man who's turning 35 by the start of next season and think that he's going to produce for you when he has not played a full season since before that Achilles injury. 
I also hear from the streets, well, actually from Woj himself. Woj said this on television. He said that the next main focus is to see what they're going to get for Kevin Durant first. Then their focus is going to shift towards trading Kyrie Irving to the Lakers or wherever the fuck he's going to go. Because no matter where he's going to go, the next season he's going to L.A. We all know this. He's going to be a Laker. I don't think it's going to be this season. I think it's going to be next season. That's just me. But like the Nets think that these NBA GMs are, are, are dumb and they're clearly not. But these niggas is tripping. Damian Lillard, Dame Dollar gets Dame Dollars for real as he signed a two-year, $121 million extension. And if he holds up and plays out this contract, right, guess how much money and career earnings that he will earn? $450 million for my favoriteest player in the goddamn world right now. And I mean, if you're not going to win a championship, you might as well get paid. Instrumentalplaylist.com. He's got a great family, got a great basketball career. He was on the NBA 75. I mean, my, things is looking up for my boy. Now he just got a, uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be hard for Portland to succeed in the West. I know. Portland got some good players in Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simons, and Joseph Nurkic, but it's not necessarily going to be enough for at least this year. Bradley Beal thinks that he's going to win a championship in Washington. Uh, I don't know. That'll probably be in 2028, 2029, or some shit like that. James Harden agreed to a two-year, $66 million contract with the Philadelphia 76ers with an option for 2023-2024. As the Sixers continue to uh, chase free agents, um, well, the Sixers are still trying to trade for Eric Gordon. Um, not, yeah, Eric Gordon. And they keep getting declined for some reason. But let's move on to a short, good, uh, uh, New Music Fridays. Um, well, let's just say this. This is going to be short because it's only two projects that came out that was worthy of my ear. And that was West Side Gun, Peace Fly God. I was heavily anticipating this one, especially with the uh, fact that we were going to get four Stove God Cooks verses, and Stove God did not disappoint. But we'll get to that, right? Then we got Burner Boy dropping a new project. 
So let's get to Peace Fly God, right? Because I was excited about this. It's a mixtape, y'all. It's a mixtape, not an album. His album, uh, Michelle Records, is on the way. This is a little tidbit. Uh, Peace Fly Guy, the intro. This is beautiful. This pr production on this intro is beautiful. The sample is beautiful. It's immaculate. I mean, bro, A.A. Rashid is talk, talking over it. But I'm not even paying attention to that guy. I'm paying attention to the beautiful sample that they used on this track. Jesus Crack. Featuring E, Estee Knack, and Stove God Cooks. Now... My first impression of S.T. Knack is not an impression at all. I'm not impressed. I don't like this guy. I'm sorry. On the first track, I was like, okay, maybe he's a little bit shaky. This is my first time hearing him. I'm not going to judge it yet until I hear more. But Jesus Crack, Stove God, oh my God. This nigga just sprinkles his Stove God flair all over this bitch. And West Side Gun had a line on here that the only people that love me are my kids and my junkies. That line right there had me tripping. I had to rewind that back. I had to rewind that back. That shit was ill. But another problem that I had with this song, Estee Knack had a three-minute verse, and that shit was garbage. That shit was dog doo doo mud butt juice. Mud butt dog diggity stank funky trashy ass. I'm sorry. I gotta keep it a buck. I don't know what you was thinking, Wes. I know that might be your man's. And I mean, much respect, dude. He's on a West Side Gun album. He's doing better than me at life. I get that. That nigga probably out, probably out here getting money. I respect the hustle, but that don't mean that I have to like you as an MC. And I don't like the guy on this song. Like it, it, it was a vibe killer. Like when West stepped on the song, I was relieved. I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And then Stove God at the end saved the track I was like okay this track's not bad but you just gotta fast forward the first couple of minutes of this bitch to get the West verse the ending of it is funny Ritz Barlton featuring Estee Nack um I ain't like this shit the beat was dope but I don't like this shit dog I don't like this song at all. This nigga West only had an eight. And this nigga Estee Knack again with a like a 24 bar verse or some shit. I'm like, dog, I get it. You trying to showcase my mans. Showcase him with his own album, bro. Now, 
Now I let West Side Gun slide with that, with the Hitler West Hermes side A and side B, putting Stove God on every track because I like Stove God. So I was just like, fuck it. This is the closest we gonna get to a Stove God album. Cause Reasonable Drought was 2020. I'm fiending, man. And I like Jesus Crack when they put the Grand Pooba shit in there. That was dope. But Ritz Balton, that shit whack. That shit was garbage. Big Ass Bracelet with Stove God Cooks, man. That, I like the concept of Big Ass Bracelet. That shit is dope. And that shit is catchy. And I like it a lot. I was highly impressed. Bobby Roode with EST, EST, ST, Nat. Garbage. Garbage. This nigga got a solo track now? Face Palm. Face Palm. But thank God, this is the last we'll hear of ST Nack, the rest of the album, though. Because that's when the album starts to get better, y'all. As I said, not knocking the man hustle, the nigga doing better than me at life. I get that. But that don't mean that I have to like your shit, B. Like, it's niggas that like that shit. But I don't like the shit. Derek Bowman with Stove God Cooks. Fire. Love it. Horses on Sunset. That's one of my favorites on here. With Stove God again, right? Fire. But, um, Open Praise. I wasn't a big fan of this record. He could have did without this song. Danhausen. Ooh, that's my favorite. It's my favorite track on here. Danhausen, man. Vintage 90s boom bap right there. Flip versus Phil. They could have done without this shit, man. They could have done without this shit as like a track. They could have put that at the end of Danhausen and put another track on here. All in all, Griselda as a group, they put together high quality music. They released a lot of quantity, but not a lot of rap crews release quality along to match uh, quality to match the quantity. And I'm gonna be on the record by saying this: no disrespect to West Side Gun, but this is the worst Griselda project. I'm gonna have to call it a, a spade a spade. This is the worst Griselda project that I've heard. I'm pretty sure there's worse from some other people. But this is the worst Griselda project I've heard. Hands down. And that's no disrespect. This is still, this is still a dope-ass project. But as compared to other Griselda works, I'm going to have to say the name no, my brother. Now, I do like more songs than I hate. I mean, I like the intro. I love Jesus Crack minus Estee Neck. I love Big Ass Bracelet. I love Derek Bowman. I love Horses on Sunset. And I love Dan Housen. I like a majority of the project. But it was just certain things on here that I just could have done without. That's my only that's my only concern. And then just having Estee Knack on four or five songs and get a solo track? 
not feeling it. Sorry, y'all. I'm just not feeling it. Now, let's move on to Burner Boy. Now, Burner Boy is one of the hottest artists out, right? Especially in that Afrobeat community. Like, a lot of people don't like it when motherfuckers call Afrobeat reggae. <laughs> like, they get offended. Like, I shot their mama or their dog when I call it reggae. Because, like I said, anything that got them island vibes to me, that shit is real to me. That shit is reggae to me. I'm traditional, you know what I mean? I'm traditional with my shit. But it's Afrobeat, though. But I like... I may not be a fan of, like... The Afrobeat artist. But I like the vibe of Afrobeat. I like the music. Like, I like the sounds of it. I like the vibe of it. I like the keys that they play in. You know? And that sound is on all over the place. And that is like a major part of the sound of music that I like. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of spaced out, kind of airy, kind of like... It has island elements and Afrobeat elements in it, but it's not all the way Afrobeat. Afrobeat is just one part. But Burner Boy, I had um, checked out his last album. It was fucking dope. And this new project that he released is no exception. Because he's one of the hottest artists in the game. You know, doing music and all that. I was kind of late to the Burner Boy party. Because damn, his first album was 2013. But his new album is called Love Demini. Damani or Demini? Domini. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but that's Burner Boy first name. But um, let's go through it, man. Let's talk. Let's talk some shit. Glory, right? Demini. I guess that's his name, right? So, Glory. I fuck with Glory. That was a dope-ass starting track. Like, Burner Boy was going in on that bitch, dawg. He was talking about his life. He was talking about the struggle. He was talking about real shit. Fucking dope. Um, Science. Yeah, man. Definitely that Afrobeat vibe, baby. Like, it's definitely one of them songs, right, that you get it on to. Because he's talking about chemistry with his lady and shit. Cloak and Dagger featuring J-Hus. Um, the highlight was J-Hus. J-Hus verse, because I didn't understand what the fuck Burner Boy was saying. Like, y'all can laugh at me all you want, because he was, like, talking in that rude boy language, right? So I couldn't really make out what he was talking about. But J-Hus, his verse was a little bit, you know, it stood out to me. Kilometri is the single, or Kilometer. Um, the hook is annoying, but I like the song, though. I love the vibe of that song, though. Jagelli, Jagelli, 
That shit is mid. I wasn't feeling that song like that. Whiskey. Fucking fire. Whiskey should be a single. I love that. I love that song, yo. I really love it. Definitely feeling it. Definitely feeling it. Last, last. Let me tell you about last, last. That sample that they used for last, last. I think it was uh, just, uh, he wasn't man enough for me by Tony Braxton. I love how they flipped that sample and modernized it. How they took that Tony Braxton song and just made it into 2022. Incredible. Different size featuring Big Tony. Dope. I fuck with it. It's plenty. Yo, that's a very good song, man. It's catchy. And it's kind of like, you know, that sound like a worldwide smash. Dirty Secrets is probably my least favorite song on here. Wasn't feeling that shit. Not gonna hold you. Tori and Sing featuring Popcorn. I mean, low key, Popcorn, my favorite nigga. Like, that dude, that type of music and shit. Like, that nigga be going. Like, I'm an actual fan of that nigga. So. You know what I'm saying? I don't know all that nigga music and shit, but fix tape, though. You know, I'm late. I'm late to the party. All right? Don't judge. We don't judge. We. Right? But this song is a banger. I love it. Solid featuring Kehlani and Blast. This is a single. This, this song is a single. I enjoyed it. It's a single. I love it. Got that blast sound, but it adds a little bit of island flavor to it. I like this pairing of Kehlani Blast and Burner Boy. For my hand featuring Ed Sheeran. Again, this is gonna be this will be like a, a, a worldwide hit. I think this should be this this gonna be a huge hit if it's made a single because Ed Sheeran is pretty much like the icing on the cake here for pop appeal. Roller Coaster featuring J Balvin. I expected a little bit more out of this. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Um, Vanilla. I was fucking with Vanilla. I was fucking with it. Common Person. I don't think... I think this album could have done without it, even though I like the vibe of it. It was just like one verse and then just missing music. It could have done without it. You know what I mean? Wild Dreams featuring Khalid. This is probably the best song on here. Hands down. Burner Boy and Khalid body this shit. How bad could it be? Hot fire. I fucks with that shit. I like the message of the song. And Love Domini. Pretty solid way to end the album. All in all, uh, Love Domini is fucking dope, man. Burner Boy is a, uh, is a guy that, you know, I've seen on the outside looking in. And, you know, I decided to give this project a try and a spin, and I enjoyed it. It's pretty fun. 
But uh, this is another yet light Kino uncensored episode. This is New Music Fridays, right? Oh, yeah. You know what? I forgot to talk about the Summer League. I'll give y'all... Hey, yo, I'll give y'all another uh, 15 minutes of this shit, man. I forgot to talk about the Summer League, y'all. I knew I was forgetting something. Alright, so Houston Rockets versus the Magic on Thursday, right? I got I caught a glimpse of this shit. Paulo Banchero was going against Jabari Smith Jr. And I wanted to see like what happened. And let me say something. Yo, Jabari Smith was on L's. Like Paulo was was playing some defense. And Paulo Banchero was not known for his fucking defense. He was just not. He wasn't known for his defense. And Jabari Smith only had 10 points on 4-10 shooting. It seemed like every time Jabari Smith got the ball, it just wasn't there. Like, he got past him one time, but that was about it, though. I mean, Tari Eason was the story here. 14 points. Then Josh Christopher. I told y'all. Josh Christopher got J.R. Smith in him. He was hella aggressive, even though they was calling some bullshit fouls on Houston. Like, everything that Houston did was like a foul. And I don't understand that. I mean, Paulo had 17 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. He was doing his distribution thing. Caleb Houston was the bigger story here. Like, 7 of 12 from the field. 5 of 9 from three like where did this kid Caleb Houston come from like this dude was hitting some big shots for Orlando like I'm curious now because I know that that name is familiar oh that's the kid from Michigan Okay. Yo, he should be able to definitely make the magic team. He should definitely definitely make the team. Did he get drafted? Okay, he was the 32nd overall pick by Orlando. Yeah, shout out to Orlando, man. Yeah, that's the kid from Michigan, man. He is a shooter, shooter, boy. Wow. Shout out to Caleb Houston. Yeah, the Magic ended up beating the Rockets 91-77. And I, shit, I know why. And I am proud to say that I am a Piston fan, y'all. Because, man... I also watched last night the Detroit Pistons play the Portland Trailblazers, and they was going at it the whole game. Shaden Sharp only played five minutes and 33 seconds, though, for the Portland Trailblazers. You want to know why? Here's why, right? Um, 
he separated his shoulder and he's due for MRI. And that's very unfortunate, man, because Shaden Sharp was the mystery man in the draft. We had only seen tape of him playing against guys with no experience, really. No NBA experience. So he was the mystery man. He did hit a dope turnaround shot, but that was the only field goal that he had all game. As Keon Johnson from the Blazers, that was a big story right there. I already told y'all about Keon Johnson last year. I felt like he was going to have a good NBA career, especially now that he's a backup on Portland. I think he'll have a solid NBA career, and he's good on both ends of the court. He definitely improved himself on the offensive end. And that's crazy that Luka Garza is now with uh, Portland now. But the bigger story is Isaiah Stewart's improvement all around offensively. Because he had a back-to-the-basket game. He had a mid-range jumper. And he hit some threes last year. But that three-point shot, he's a lot more confident with that three-point shot. The, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? He's a lot more confident. And Stewart hit a big shot to uh, pretty much put us above the Blazers last night. He hit a big shot. Now, Jalen Duran, now he was going crazy. He only played 11 minutes, but he had nine points. And Jaden Ivey is a good shoot. He's a good point guard. He can play the point pretty well. Uh, Killian Hayes was pretty solid. A lot of people criticized him, but Jalen, uh, Jaden Ivey, he's definitely the real deal. He's definitely the real deal. I think he's definitely ready. Him and Duran are definitely ready. Beef Stew was out there. Isaiah Livers was hitting big shots. Killian Hayes was all right. Saban Lee had 13 points. Braxton Key had 11 points, but they were being Saban Lee was being heavily criticized for dribbling too much. And Pistons fans were not feeling it. And they don't want him on the team next year. I mean, I like Saban Lee. Saban Lee is okay. There's some games that I did not get to see today. But I'm curious as to see, like, how Jaden Hardy did in my God. 28 points for Jaden Hardy and and Lawson from the Mavericks. Lawson had 28 points. 6 of 11 from 3. God damn. I gotta watch these highlights, y'all. I gotta watch these highlights because I missed this game and I knew Jaden Hardy was gonna go crazy in the NBA. I already knew what time it was. Jaden Hardy had that Gilbert Arenas game. I keep trying to tell you now, y'all niggas. Chicago Bulls. Who is Simonvich? Marco Simonvich had 
27 points and 13 boards. Let's see if he can do another performance like that. Then I'll be convinced that that dude's the real deal. Dale and Terry didn't do shit. And I had said that the Bulls drafted him way too early in the draft. There was still high-level talent left. And the Spurs and the Cavs, I'm interested to see, like, Malachi Branham's stat line, and it's 15 points, 6 of 15 from 3, 2 of 6 from, two of six from 3, 6 of 15 from the field. Joshua Primo, uh, uh, I, this is a person I heavily criticized the Spurs for drafting last year that early. Joshua Primo was, go, was a second-round pick. But Primo had a good day today. He had 20 points. 7-12 from the field, 5-7 from 3. I can't believe that Pop is coming back to this shit. Wesley had 7-16. Beat Wesley, I don't, know, I don't know the guy. Not familiar with him at all. No disrespect, I'm just not familiar. I didn't see the game, I'm sorry. Motherfucker, I work. Wow. Cavaliers had five niggas in double figures. O'Shea Akbaji had 16 points today. 4-9 from 3, 5 of 11. He's doing what he does best, which is shoot. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm just checking in with, uh, you know. Let's see what how Benedict Matherin did in his first game. I know I see Bryce McGowan's did pretty well. 17 points, even though the Hornets got pimp smacked. But the score, don't be fooled by the 96-84 score. This was an ass whooping. Um, Kai Jones had 12 points, 9 rebounds. Richards, that dude was big for them last year. Benedict Matherin had 23 points, 9 of 16, 3 of 6 from 3. Isaiah Jackson had 12 rebounds, 9 points. Chris Duarte has 16 points. Even though Indiana's not necessarily, doesn't necessarily have an identity, at least they're trending towards a positive direction. Brooklyn Nets, I've seen the highlights of this game. David Duke and Cam Thomas showed you why they were inserted into the lineup last year. But Cam Thomas got to get some clock this year. 31 points, y'all. 11 to 23. That dude could score. Brooklyn was missing him in the playoffs last year. And David Duke, he's always been a solid player. So has uh, Dayron Sharp. Marshawn Bochamp had 16 points in his first game. Pretty solid. AJ Green. I think that was Atlanta that got him. Golden State in New York. I caught the first half of this game. But Motor Moody, Motor Moody, Motor Shooty, Motor Scooty, Little Boosie, Little Oozy, Moses Booty had 34 points tonight. 8 of 13 from the field, 3 of 15. This nigga got to the line 17 times and hit 15 free throws. Jesus, and he had two blocks. That's big. Mac McClung, he hit all three of his three shots, 7 of 13. And as he switched teams, I don't know how you switch 
um, summer league teams. After look, after look that rule up on how you do that. A game that I did watch in its entirety was the Denver Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I was anxious to see what Christian Braun was gonna do and Peyton Watson, because those were the first, those were the draft picks. Christian Braun had a solid game, 18 points, eight of 17. His three-point shot wasn't on, but he he uh, definitely made his presence felt. So did Peyton Watson. As the Wolves ended up beating the Nuggets, the highlight of the game was Josh Minot. Now, Minot was a second-round pick by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Josh Minot, he may be uh, slender in stature, but that dude had an amazing game. Like, he couldn't even keep his composure in the interview. Like, that nigga was cussing like a sailor. He was holding back. From cussing like a sailor. You can tell off camera that nigga cussed like a sailor. That nigga look like he is in middle school. That motherfucker look like he 12. But he's 6'8. Then another game I watched in its entirety, the Los Angeles Lakers lost to the Phoenix Suns 104 to 84. Isaiah Rainwright was the uh, highlight where as he hit five three-pointers. Lewis King was solid, 20 points. A lot of these players outside of Wainwright are not going to make the team, I'm telling you. Wainwright and maybe King might make the team. Uh, The Los Angeles Lakers, Max Christie was awful. He was in that backcourt with Caleb Houston in Michigan. He did have eight rebounds, but he only had nine points on one of six shooting. Scottie Pippen Jr. put on another stellar performance. I think Scottie Pippen Jr. is ready. He's not a starter, but he's a good six man. I think Scottie Pippen Jr. is ready. I've seen enough of him to be convinced. Like 19 points, 6 to 14 shooting. Uh, Swider was hitting some big shots for the Lakers, but excuse me, y'all. But that wasn't enough. Yeah, you see, there's going to be some games that I'm probably not going to see. But I still want to check in to see how everybody's doing. But I will watch some highlights tonight. And then I'll get back at y'all. Even though I fucking hate highlights because they don't show the defensive plays. They just show the offensive plays. But I will get my uh, film room on. Thank you for checking out King Known Uncensored, New Music Fridays, and I'm going.